everybody? Welcome to the Morning Grind Podcast. This is not Stevie TPFL. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, back with my buddy, Grant Niefer. Grant, how's it going over there? Good, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird not, not seeing Stevie as host or me as host. And you're, Stevie's out with, a, with taking a little baby vacation, is that right? I, I don't know exactly, but he said he's going to be out for a little bit. So it's for the interim. You have me for a little while, at least to the end of November, I will be here. Uh, don't know from there on out, but uh, I'm going to be stepping in. Still here with the usual suspects, though, right? Still here with Grant, Blender, Will, Kyle, Kilby, all the people. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time and excited to kind of close out the month with you guys. Uh, reminder, this podcast is sponsored by fantasy draft if you haven't yet go on over sign up for fantasy draft they have rake free tournaments uh one of the tournaments they have tomorrow is the two hundred and twenty two thousand dollar or two hundred twenty two hundred twenty two thousand five hundred dollar pick and roll uh it's a 25 dollar entry fee i'm the 10th person to enter of 900 people and it's a rake free tournament along with all the head-to-head twenty two thousand five hundred dollars just so you know not 222 yeah, I don't know. Too many, too many numbers, man. I'm, I maybe I'm rattled from the, uh, from the what's it called the video you guys made me post the uh, of uh, Chris Hansen. So uh, yeah, but listen, it's all right. It's all right, Bone Man going sixty nine. Yeah, man, uh, that that was a good one. Uh, the people loved it on Twitter. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out on my Twitter. Uh, Grant also retweeted it. It's a it's a good time. I'm sure you guys will all love it. But uh, listen, head on over, join in the fantasy draft contest. I'll be in on fantasy draft as well tomorrow. So jump on in and play with me. Now, let's head on in. Let's kind of dive into the slate grant. And listen, the first game that we have up, it's a really interesting one. It's one of the highest totals on the entire slate. It's the Spurs. It's the Wizards. Uh, We got a 239.5 total grant. Give me the scoop. What are we doing with this game? Well, let's start off with San Antonio here. Well, just overall, we're playing everything. It's got 239 total. Like, as much as I hate playing Spurs and they destroy me on it, Almost daily basis, especially LMA, because I keep playing him. He's actually priced up a little bit, but 7-7, considering the matchup here, is absolutely a price I'm willing to pay. It's a game where there's a two-point spread and 239 total, so LMA is in play. DeRozan absolutely in play here. Can easily end up with a 60-point game. Murray, we haven't really seen too much out of him recently. I'm assuming he's going to play. We don't have anything saying that he's going to sit, so he should be in the game. He should play about 25 minutes. And he has a real shot at a 45-point game here. Like, I don't like his minutes limit, but it doesn't really matter to me. I think that he's very much in play. Outside of them, like, I don't know if I'm going Forbes, don't know if I'm going Patty Mills, don't know if I'm going those guys. But a guy that I do kind of have some interest in that could potentially get a little bit more play here in this game, I think, is Rudy Gay. Uh, We haven't seen him crack the 27-minute mark um, in a little while, and he hasn't gotten over that pretty much all year. But I feel like in this matchup, maybe they throw him on Beal, maybe they – do something with him where he ends up getting a little bit more time here. He's sitting there at 4.9K, and in this type of matchup here, I think he could absolutely dominate. So those are the four guys I'm going with. Any ancillary pieces, I wouldn't argue just because of the potential of blowout and the way that Washington plays and the high total. Uh, but really, like, if I'm ranking them, it's LMA, it's DeRozan, it's Murray, and then it's Gabe. Yeah, I will say the one thing that I do agree with that DraftKings did is they priced up LMA, right? Uh, we saw him at 6,300 at one point. Now he is 7.7K. Glad they at least priced these guys up because these Spurs guys had a bunch of discounts. Uh, Rudy Gay, definitely an interesting guy that you mentioned. I worry about the minutes with him, though, but LMA is probably my number one guy, followed by DeRozan. And then Murray, he's obviously in play at 5,200. All these guys are in play. You know why, Grant? It's the Washington Wizards, and it's a 239 
8.5 total. So I uh, have to like a lot of the guys on the Spurs side of the ball. My favorite's LMA. Uh, what about you on the Wizards side, Grant? Because uh, I think the Wizards, obviously, a guy like Bradley Beal is a phenomenal play. He's just pretty priced up. But one guy who's kind of cheap on DraftKings is Thomas Bryant at 6.2K. That's someone that I think I can get behind. Yeah, I'm, I will, I'll still pay for Bradley Beal. I mean, he's been putting up close to 60 points the last few games here. Just been absolutely phenomenal. Been shooting a little bit lights out that I don't entirely expect to continue, but he's playing high 30s minutes. And the last game, he's ended up shooting 46% from the field. So he has been shooting great, and I expect him to just regress a little bit. But even if he does that, he still has 60-point upside. And if he does get hot, he can absolutely crush it. Thomas Brown, I'm right there with you with him. Like, high total. He's been getting high 20s minutes. If he doesn't get into foul trouble, which he's gotten into foul trouble the last few games, then he can get into the 30-minute mark. He was getting into the mid-30s before he started getting to foul trouble the last few games. So he's a guy that's absolutely on my radar at 6,200. Outside of them, like, I think you can take a shot on IT2, but I'm really not enjoying that price tag of 5.5, and I don't see too much upside. I'd rather go with a guy like DeJounte Murray over on the other side. Um, Wagner, I don't think any one of us saw the 58-point outing, and I don't expect it to happen again anytime soon, so I'm probably – uh, not playing him. I think this is a decent spot for Ryu. I think you could potentially take a shot on him. He's probably the third guy that I would end up going with on this team. Outside of them, like, in this type of game, like, Bertan's revenge, is you think that's going to be a thing? He just did just put up 30 in the last game. He's been playing in the high 20s pretty much the entire season. Could potentially get a few extra minutes here. Any interest in him? Yeah, I think he's a better play on like a site like Fanduel where you're forced to play two small forwards. Not really as much interested in him on like a DK. Uh, I, I guess maybe in a game stack scenario is where you'd maybe throw in a Bertans, but um, man, it's kind of rough here, Grant. Like uh, I, I think obviously going a guy like Bradley Beal, Thomas Bryant, those are two guys I obviously love and want to get some exposure to. I think Thomas though, like he's in a tough spot. Don't like him. Uh, the cheap guy that you mentioned that I like is probably Hachimura, right? Like that's the, uh, those are probably like the three guys I'm looking at. I'm looking at Beal, I'm looking at Bryant, and I'm looking at Rio. Yeah. All righty, let's move on. Let's go over to the next game. We got the Knicks, we got the Philadelphia 76ers, and this game has a 213.5 total here. And uh, the Sixers, they're 12 and a half point favorites, Grant. Uh, you know, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of playing these Knicks. Uh, I think this is a great spot just to completely fade them because they are going up against a tough defensive team in the Sixers. How about you? I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. I wouldn't – I don't hate going with Randall just because he always – like, he always has upside. Like, he can always get it done. But 7K, like, people might be on him after his 50-point outing last time. That was against Cleveland. There's an entirely different matchup here. I'm kind of right there with you. I'm ready to ride off probably this entire game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Listen, it's an 11-game slate, right? I, I don't want to mess with too many guys. Uh, we we got to kick off some teams, and that's one team that I want to kick off. Let's at least talk about the Sixers, right, Grant? Let's look at some of the price tags on these guys. Embiid always makes sense, right? A 10K price tag. You can always have a massive game, but I don't think it's going to be the day to spend on him and make him one of your stars that you want to go up to. Not that interested in Simmons, Horford, all these guys. Like, it just seems like there's too many cooks in the kitchen here and against the Knicks team that I'm expecting a blowout. And the Sixers are a team. What do they do, Grant? They make sure that they rest their guys with their minutes. They're very, uh, they monitor them very well. And uh, I think this is a good spot maybe just to stay away from the Sixers, like you said. Yeah, if I'm looking at anyone on the Sixers, it's Embiid, just those massive upside, but I don't think he's even close to the top option on the slate. And it's Harris just at 6.2. Like, he has some upside there. This is cheaper than he's been in a while. Um, so the price tag, 
is good enough where, like, if this game somehow does stay close, he could potentially be in for a decent game and get the minutes. It could be chasing with his 47-point hounding. Granted, he did shoot 12 for 14 from the field, but he can still put up 17, 18 shots in a game here. 6.2K, I think there is a little bit of upside on that, but outside of him, like, I'm just saying. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got the Magic. We got the Raptors, 208.5 total, and the Raptors are four-and-a-half-point favorites. And uh, listen, you, you kind of see that right away, and you go, wait, wait a second. Like, why are the Raptors only four-and-a-half-point favorites? Well, the reason why is uh, the Raptors are pretty banged up right now. If you look at this team, uh, they're struggling. Well, they're struggling. They're playing pretty well, but they're without guys like Lowry, uh, Abaka. He's questionable. Even some of their fringe bench players, Johnson, McCaw, they're hurt. So, um, listen, Grant. Let's talk about the Raptors here first because guys like Pascal and Fred Van Vliet, they've been absolutely awesome here. But they're going up against one of the best defensive teams in the league, one of the slower-paced teams in the league in the Magic. Uh, how are you going to approach these guys on this slate? I mean, they're not great plays. Like, Siakam always can put up a 50-point game, even against a slow-paced team, even against a good defensive team. Like, we've seen it multiple times this season. The guy's playing a ridiculous amount of minutes. Should be, like, if this game stays close, he will play over 40 minutes if he doesn't get into foul trouble. It's that simple. Anytime you're getting a guy as talented as Siakam playing that many minutes, he is still in play. I don't know if he's the greatest one. That price tag is probably about as reflective as it can be for his upside here. Um, and then Van Vliet's kind of the same exact scenario here. The guy is going to be playing 40 minutes in this game here. He's been great on a point-per-minute basis. He shot bad in the last game, so that's why you saw – but you still saw 36-point outing even though he was three for 12 from the field and he only played 31 minutes. I don't care. Like I'll still have some exposure to both these guys. I don't think I need a game stack this game. It's just strictly the massive amount of minutes that they are playing on a nightly basis. So both of them are in play outside of them. Like OG, he could potentially be in for a decent game. I mean, he had a decent outing last night. Granted, he shot out of his mind, but, Still, like, a slower pace, good defensive team. They might try and shut down Siakam and Van Vliet to an extent. I think OG could be the guy that potentially benefits from it. He hasn't been great recently outside of his last game, but he has had some 40-point games this season. 5.6K, like, he's in play, too. But none of these guys stand out as fantastic plays. Listen, I'll give you one guy I want to mention here, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. Uh, what do you think about him? I mean, you mentioned all those other guys. I think they're fine. But Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, he's kind of cheap. And listen, he's not playing a ton of minutes. But when he does, right, he played 26, 25, and 20 minutes. He had outcomes of 35.75, 16, and 28. Pretty solid performance all around, you know, averaging between, you know, eight to six shots a game. Uh, he's getting enough rebounds too. This is a guy that he's a fantasy point per minute kind of guy. And let's say he gets some extra minutes here, Grant. Could he be interesting at his price at 4.9K? Yeah, yeah, he definitely has an upside. He has any upside anytime that he ends up with enough minutes. I just, it's a loving game slate. I don't know if I'm going to go there against a bad match versus Toronto or versus Orlando. Listen, I'm with you on that. Like I said, 208.5 total. Listen, uh, basketball is very similar to NBA. Like, uh, I gravitate towards totals, and this is not a total that I love. But uh, let's talk about the Orlando side of the ball because we got to at least talk about that. Um, I don't see anyone, Grant. Like I said, 11 games late. I think this is a good game to just kind of uh, move away from unless we get some injury news. I know uh, Jonathan Isaac was questionable, and he still is questionable for the Wednesday game. Uh, let's say Isaac is out. Anyone, uh, you know, kind of get you interested? No, I, I mean – Gosh, uh, Amino Chuck. Oh, man, I don't like that at all. Um, it's not going to happen again, but I, was just, I just got flashbacks to two slates ago where he was on it. And, yeah, 
any case, um, it's Boos. It's Boos is pretty much the only guy that I'd really look at. Uh, he's just been playing so well recently. It's not a good matchup. Not going to be high scoring, um, but just like so much ownership is going to congregate on guys like Cat, on guys like Drummond, on guys like Embiid, that Boos will probably get overlooked in this low-scoring matchup, but he's still a guy with 60-point upside. So he'd be it, like maybe a flyer on Aaron Gordon, but none of them, neither of them stand out as great plays. Boos would mostly be an ownership pivot off of the likely chalky other centers. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, I don't want too much from this game. I get the ownership pivot idea if you want to go with that, but uh, not something that I'm too interested in. Let's move on to the next game. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers. We got the Miami Heat. I don't got a total here for you. Nothing's up here on the site that I'm looking at. But uh, listen, let's talk about the game. Uh, you know, And this is a game where we're going to have some injuries to obviously look at and discuss. We got Kevin Love. He is probable, likely going to be back. But we got Tristan Thompson now. He's out, right? So uh, that's going to obviously add some uh, opportunity for some rebounds for some players. And then on the Heat side of the ball, we got no Justice Winslow. Uh, I, I know Deion Waiters is still out. We got Derek Jones Jr. out. And listen, the Cavs, they are a really, really poor defensive team. Could expect a lot of these Heat guys to have pretty good games, Grant. Uh, let's start on the Heat side of the ball. Who do you got? Uh, over on the Heat side of the ball, Butler's price tag just stands out immediately. 7-7 is too cheap considering his upside. Like, He's going to play high 30s minutes. There's a good matchup here versus Cleveland. If this game stays close, then he can absolutely crush here at 7,700. Like, he's the main guy that stands out. Bam. Someone I keep just playing over and over again. He's finally 8-3. And I know that Tristan Thompson's out, and he could potentially have a good game. But I think there's a price tag where I think I jump off of him here. It seems a little bit too high. I don't know if I'm going to go with him. I don't hate it. I just don't like the play. Outside of them, I think Drogic, not a terrible play. Um, if he gets mid-30s minutes here, then he could end up crushing his price tag at 5500 Outside of them, like, probably probably don't really want anyone. I mean, you can take a shot on none, but really, I, I, I love Butler here, and I like Drogic. Yeah, I think this is definitely a Heat team. You know, stay tuned on the injury news. What, what What's officially going to happen? There, there's always guys that are randomly getting ruled as questionable and such. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not too interested in too many Heat players. I think Butler's 7.7K price tag is just too cheap. There's so, there's a ton of upside still there. Still a lot of meat on the boat for him. So, uh, I think he's perfectly fine. Uh, let's move on to the Cleveland side of the ball, Grant. Because, listen, no Tristan Thompson. I'm not saying that this guy, uh, you know, is, you know, controlling the ball. Uh, but, listen, a lot of rebound opportunity to come here. Uh, is Kevin Love interesting? You think a guy like Ante Zizic is going to be interesting too? Will he be off the mid's restriction? Uh, and then Larry Nance too, he's questionable as well. And there's some rebound opportunity there as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think if Nance plays, he's a great play. I think Love at his price tag at 7,400. I mean, we look at what he did at the beginning of the season and dude was absolutely crushing on the boards every single night. I mean, he was averaging like 15, 16 boards a game. And it's the same Kevin Love that we used to see. With Tristan Thompson out, I think we could potentially see it again. Um, so 7-4, like, if he does some stuff on offense, this game stays close, he can get enough boards to absolutely smash his price tag of 7,400 here. Zizek, I think that he could potentially be in for enough minutes to crush it. I know he's not a great point-per-minute player, but 3,400 is, like, you need val you want some value, you have it there with Zizek. And then Nance, same thing. Like, if Nance is going to get a boatload of minutes here, maybe they go – throw Love at the five and throw Nance in at the four. Um, I could potentially see him putting up a 35-point game here. So this is where you get, can find a whole lot of value with uh, Zizek and 
uh, Nance, and then play love too. Yeah, listen, the thing that I think is really, really important here with is, is, is listening to what the coach says tomorrow, right? Uh, you know, shoot around, they'll ask him about Zizic minutes that they've kind of been talking about it a ton. So uh, that'll kind of determine if he's a better value play. Uh, and, you know, check out the uh, Roadrunners premium. Check out the projections over there. You know, we'll have the minutes in there, and uh, that'll be something that you guys can, uh, you know, check out and uh, kind of evaluate and see if he's a guy that you want to play. Again, 3.4K price tag is really, really nice. And uh, Kevin Love at 7-4 is going to be intriguing. Uh, but I don't know, the Heat matchup, it's not my favorite, but um, – I don't know. It, he's a guy I think I, I'm going to put in the player pool, right? And then uh, kind of determine more tomorrow if he's going to be one of those guys that uh, becomes, uh, you know, a top play for me. Would you agree? I zoned out there for a second. I got stuck on stuck on just tilting Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm tilting Davis a little bit too. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, we are you- not. Not happy about it. Uh, yeah, I'm not too happy about what Anthony Davis is doing. Listen, it's 95-87 right now. Hopefully, the Lakers just blow him out, and we won't have to worry about it. But um, the question I asked was, like, listen, like, sometimes we see these injury situations, and, like, there's guys that just become instant core plays, right? Like, Damian Lillard got rolled out. A guy like C.J. McCollum was instantly a core play. So, Tristan Thompson got rolled out. Does Kevin Love instantly become a core play for you? I don't uh, – probably. Like, but the only thing that's a problem is the potential blowout. Um, but, yeah, Love is – not it's in eleven game slate, so he's he's up there as a core play. Like honestly, I think I like Butler over on the other side at seven seven though. Yeah, gotcha. Like I said, like I think like we first think about the situation and we go, okay, like Thompson's out, we gotta like plug in a guy like Love. And it's like, I don't know, I think we have to like say like not so fast. Like this is eleven game slate, there's a lot of good plays. So I think that's kind of my uh thought process too. Yeah. I think you kind of first said exactly what I was thinking and then you know, you kinda of dialed it back once you realize, hey, like there's other plays and uh, Yeah, we literally play. we've gone through four games, guys. We have Aldridge at about the same price tag and Butler at about the same price tag. Both of them are almost as good, if not better, plays than Love. So, yeah, I don't think Love's quite a core play. I need to look into it. There's a first look podcast, so I'll need to look into it more tomorrow. But as of this moment right now, I like Love. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and there's also the situation, right? We, we get a lot of value too uh, on 11 game slates. And uh, when there is, you get those, uh, you know, get that money to pay up for, uh, you know, those studs on the slate. And uh, hey, listen, uh, there's a guy named Giannis. He's playing Atlanta. Uh, he should crush with no, uh, uh, no uh, Middleton. There's a guy, Luca, playing against the Warriors. That sounds like a good time. So uh, yeah, a lot of different opportunities to go to. Uh, tomorrow but let's go to the next game and I think this one's a really solid one that we can look at here Grant uh we got the Charlotte we got the Charlotte uh, Hornets we have the Brooklyn Nets here and how are you approaching this one Grant I mean listen we got no Kyrie Irving he got ruled out so there's going to be a lot of value here on the Nets a lot of opportunity we saw a guy like Jared Allen got off to a hot hot start and then kind of died out of it uh Karis Levert being out means Spencer Dinwiddie is the guy in town right uh DraftKings priced up appropriately at 7.2k is that price too much for you uh, it's, it's close to too much. Like he's still very much in play, but I'm not just going to hammer him into every lineup. Like I did the last time, like seven, two is kind of approaching, approaching the spot where I don't know if I can just lock him in. He's still a good play, but is he one of my core plays? I don't know. Um, really where I would probably like probably have a little bit more interest in would be Guys like Prince, guys like Allen, guys like Joe Harris, like it cheaper. But honestly, the Brooklyn side, as of right now, I don't have a massive amount of interest in. Um, any one of them can go off, and I probably will game stack this up a few different ways here using Dinwiddie, Allen, Prince, and Harris. But there's no one that just immediately stands out the pay- off the page to me at the price tags. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Listen, looking at Spencer Dinwiddie's price tag, I think it's something that I'm going to have to kind of uh, think about a little bit, right? 7-2 isn't just a plug-and-play like it was. But this matchup is good, Grant. Uh, it's the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this is a pretty good spot. Uh, they play fast-paced. They play, uh, you know, that uh, they won't go too big. But we're going to see guys like Jared Allen in a, in a phenomenal spot. He's probably my favorite player at the 5.3K price tag. I think he can absolutely dominate. I'm seeing a pretty nice game out of him. So uh, love Jared Allen in this spot. He's definitely someone I'm, I'm going to be interested in. Uh, like I said, I like Dinwiddie. I think he's fine. Um, how about some of these cheaper guys, right? Is Garrett Temple get you excited? Uh, they got Musa, uh, Theo Pinson. Any of these cheap Brooklyn Nets guys get you uh, intrigued for value plays? I mean, on 11 games slate, I don't know if you really need to go with any of them. I'm not terribly excited about any of them. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. This is not like the uh, this is not like the other slate, right? Where they were all like min priced. Uh, some of them got some price up uh, updates. Uh, if there is a site, you know that you're on, and you see a guy that's like the stone min, that uh, they can be more intriguing there. Uh, let's head on over to the Charlotte side and listen. Charlotte, they're not that great of a basketball team, but they are playing in a very fast paced environment here. Uh, what are you doing with the Hornets here? I think you can go back to Graham. Like you got a bit of a price uptick, all the way up to seven two. Then he had that blowout versus Toronto. And now he's all the way down to 6-7. And he gets a matchup versus Brooklyn. This is a fantastic spot. Really like Graham Rozier. Obviously didn't have a great game versus Toronto. It was a blowout. But last few games prior to that, he was playing really well. He's going to get mid-30s minutes going up against Brooklyn. A high-paced matchup here. Those would be the two main guys I'd look at. Like, I really like both of them. Outside of them, like, Bridges is in play. Zeller, don't know how many minutes he's going to get at any given time. It's infuriating. I don't think I'd go there. P.J. Washington is not a terrible play, but I think the two main guys I'd look at are probably going to be Graham and Rozier eating up a lot of the usage here against in a high-paced matchup. Yeah, Graham and Rozier are probably the two best guys, obviously. But again, like uh, we, you know, we live in the world of a salary cap, right? Uh, it, it can kind of get tough. Uh, are they guys that were worth spending on in that six K range? Um, I don't know if that's certainly the case. Uh, though. Rozier, though, six K price tag. The problem I have with him is he's got such a wide range of outcomes. Seems like a way better tournament play. Has a ton of upside. We've seen him go off in a, in a fast-paced game against Milwaukee at fifty-three point seven five fantasy points. Uh, could see that here against the fast-paced team in Brooklyn. So. He doesn't have that, like, he really doesn't have that wide of a range of outcomes. Like, you look at his game log, it may seem that way. But against Toronto, that was just a massive blowout. Uh, Outside of that, we had New York, Detroit, Memphis, like, was 30, 34, 50. That Boston, that Boston game, though, man, like, I don't know. There's just, there's more downside to him than some of the, some other options. In he shot one game. from 11 from the field. It was a blowout, like – it, when games stay close, he tends to do pretty well. It's all about minutes. Like, you look at all his bad games. Last three bad games were 26 minutes, 22 minutes, 26 minutes. They were blowouts or he got in foul trouble. If he doesn't get in foul trouble or get in the games close, then he can crush. And now he gets a high-up-paced matchup here. I mean, I may just be higher on him, but, like, like I, I know what you're saying. Like, it, it, whenever I roster him a lot of times it infuriates me but you look at the situations as a whole and it makes more sense that it's not him playing badly it's more him getting in foul trouble or it being a blowout listen i can admit i'm not the biggest terry rogier fan but like it kind of takes me all day to get uh more and more on him but uh he seems like a player that i will get more and more on and probably seems like the best hornet option Uh, and again like they're going to get the nets and uh we want to target uh you know fast-paced environments this is definitely one uh, to certainly look at. 
Um, let's move on, Grant. Let's go over to Milwaukee, Atlanta. Expecting this game to be an up-and-down game, of course. We got Giannis at the top. He's 11.2K, Grant. What do you want to do with him? It's a little tough to pay that much for him on this slate where we have a lot of guys in, like, the 7K range that I want to play, but he's still Giannis. It's against Atlanta. The upside, like, he's got a legit shot in an 80-point game here. He can absolutely crush if this game stays close. If I play him, I'm probably running it back with Trey Young. Um, but I'm not really playing anyone else from Milwaukee. It's it's just Giannis with a massive amount of upside. Listen, this game, it's a, if you look at this game, it's a 233 total that it opened at. Uh, and then at uh, some books, it's 232.5 on the DraftKings one. Uh, the Fanduel one, 232.5. But Pinnacle, one of the sharpest books, 235, right? They really like this game to uh, kind of shoot out here. Um, and I think this game is going to shoot out a ton. Uh, I'm going to be all over Giannis. I think Giannis is the top play. Um, you know, between him and Luca, it's tough, but I think Giannis is the guy. Man's averaging like a, uh, two fantasy points per minute. Uh, gets gets to go against a team like the Hawks that have no rim protection down low. And listen, uh, when there's no rim protection down low, uh, Giannis is going to feast. So, uh, absolutely love him. I think he's a guy you want to jam in your lineups uh, tomorrow. So, going to be all over him. Let's talk about some other guys on that side of the ball, though, because you know we've seen Brook Lopez. He had a massive ceiling game the other day. He went for. 50 fantasy points, uh, you know, Indiana at the 37.5, and then Chicago at the 19.5. Those are his three games with Chris Middleton out, uh, averaging, not averaging, but has over 10 field goals attempts in three of those games. I mean, Lopez has been pretty good. Uh, can you play him here? I don't want to pay 5.9 for him. His price has gone up enough. And you look at it, last two games, five blocks each game. Like, I don't think that continues. That's a little bit of an aberration. He shot really well. The last two games so I don't I don't plan on chasing him like honestly I just want Giannis here I don't have any other piece on this team that I'm really into that much I might mix and match random pieces throughout just to get some more exposure to a game stack because I don't want to just go Giannis in a game stack along with some pieces over on the other side so I may throw him into some lamps but I don't really want to chase his massive outing when he had five blocks each of the last two games he just barely got the double double bonus. Like I don't, I don't really want to play him. He can go off for a massive game at any given time, and he has been getting a whole ton of stuffs in the last ten games. But I, I, I just like he's an all right play. But there's a lot of good centers I want to play on the slate. Are you chasing Dante DiVincenzo? I mean, 24 minutes, 24 minutes, 29 minutes. And uh, in those outings, right, uh, he's only gotten better and better. Uh, 13.75 fantasy points, 25, 33.5. The, the field goal attempts are up. He's shooting a little bit better. The rebounds have been really nice. Five, four, four. Uh, they've been pretty consistent. Seems like he's kind of catching a groove here. Uh, and the Hawks, right, they're, they're not a good team. So uh, can DiVincenzo have a good game at his price? He can, but he's another guy that's actually shot pretty darn well. Like his last two outings. He had 33 and 25. He shot six from nine, five for nine from the field there. Managed to get a decent amount of steals. Like, he's fine. Like, he's another guy that I will throw into my lineups a little bit in game stacks. But outside of game stacks, I have zero interest in Alrighty, let's move on, Grant. Uh, actually, before we move on, there's one more guy, Eric Bledsoe, right? Uh, he showed some upside there. Is he a point guard that you're willing to take in tournaments. He feels like more of a GBB play. Um, listen, it's an 11 game slate. I think I'm just going to kind of, you know, give the nah wave to a guy like Eric Bledsoe. Uh, price has gone up a bit. I understand he has the upside, but he also has the downside. Yeah. It's again, it's a game stack spot. I don't like, there's too many other good plays on the board. I'll throw them in a game stack. That's it. 
All righty. Let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, Hawks here. And listen, the Hawks, they get a pace up spot, right? This is pretty good for them. Uh, like I said, this total is 235. And who's got the highest usage on the team? That's Trey Young. Uh, he costs 9.4K. Uh, I think you're right. I think if I'm playing, you know, if I'm like kind of working on the Roto Grinders builder and I'm playing a guy like Trey Young, I'm making sure Giannis is always on that team because if Trey Young is playing well and has a nuclear game, he's keeping that game close. And if the game is close, I'd load up on Giannis. So that's definitely a tournament approach that I would take. Uh, how about you? Trey Young is my favorite play on the entire slate. Like, oh, tell me about this, man. Best play of the slate right here. Look, look at what it, like look at the last three games. One of them was a back to back against the Clippers and Lakers. Those aren't easy matchups at all. He did not shoot well in against the Clippers, and it was a tough matchup versus the Lakers on a back to back. He's now got had a few days off, so he should be rested here. The guy just eats up usage. Jabari Parker might be out here. Like the game against Phoenix, he shot horribly. Still ended up with 45 points here. He's way cheaper than he should be. He should, I think he goes to 65 here. Like I legit think he goes to 65 here. I think he keeps the game close. I think he just comes out chucking. Favorite play on the entire slate because we like everyone, like look at what he's done all year. Like before this three game stretch, it was 60 every single game. Before that, he was injured, and coming off that injury on the second end of back-to-back was one of his only bad games. Outside of that, the game he got injured was his other bad game. He's hit 40 every single game where he hasn't been injured or coming off an injury, and he's hit 50-60 most of those games. Like, he's 9-4. I absolutely love him here in this up-paced matchup. He should crush here. He's my favorite play on the entire slate. Well, that was a good sell, Grant. Listen, uh, I think it makes sense. I think he's a guy to definitely consider tomorrow. One of the better uh, spend-up options for sure. Like you said, the pace-up is good. Uh, the question is, Jabari Parker, right? What's going to happen there? And if he is questionable, if he's not playing, um, can you play any these other cheap guys, right? Is, is a memory interesting? Uh, you know, any interest in some of the big men down here? Is Jones going to be intriguing? Uh, the, the one problem here, if you look at the, uh, you know, the Bucks, they've been pretty good at defending uh, the pain a little bit. So that'd be one of my uh, concerns. Uh, there with a guy like Jones, uh, you know, it's Hunter interesting. A cheap guy like a Cam Reddish. Uh, any interest in those cheap guys? All of them are. If Parker's out, all of them are interesting. Like Trey Young, if Parker's out, he's going to absolutely eat up all the usage. But there's only so much one person can do. And if Parker's out, the next most expensive guy is Alex Len at 4,200. So you have a up-paced game here with a 234, 235 total. And you've got guys like Hunter, Reddish, Jones, Bembry, Crab. Like, all these guys are super cheap. This is where you're probably going to find value if Parker's out. Like, so, yes, I have interest in Hunter. I have interest in Reddish. I have interest in Bembry. I have interest in Jones. I have interest in all these guys. I don't know exactly where to go with them, but one to three of these guys is going to crush their value if Parker's out. Yep, definitely makes sense, right? 235 total to uh, a lot of opportunity there for those guys. Let's move on to the next one. We got the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they're on the second night of a back-to-back traveling over to Dallas. And then we got the Dallas Mavericks, right? 13 and a half total. Uh, I don't know if we worry about blowout too much here. It's a 220 and one and a half total. So, uh, Grant, talk to me here. Talk about Dallas. Are we locking in Luka? I think he gets outscored by Trey. But Luka is still a fantastic player. I mean, the problem in this game is going to be does it get blown out really early? And if it does, then Luca probably 
not going to end up crushing his value. I mean, he's been so fantastic recently. I will definitely have a ton of exposure to him. He's a great play on this slate here, but is he the top play on this slate? I don't know. Like 10-4 is a lot of money to play for him. Again, I prefer Trey Young, but Luka is absolutely in play. It's against Golden State. The pace matchup, they're terrible defensively. Dallas has one of the highest points to all on the board. It's obviously just, is this game going to stay close enough? So Luka is definitely in play here. Chris Stapps, Definitely in play two at seven three, but he's in a range where like, we have already said it. Butler, Love, LMA are all very much in play two. This one you have the added worry of a bit of a blowout here. Outside of them, DFS like Kleber, all these guys aren't great plays, but they are going up against the worst defensive team in the league here. I could see going with either of those guys as a potential add to the game stack if you're thinking this game's going to stay close. Um, but outside of that, I'm not playing with these guys. Yeah, I, I do worry about blowout a ton. And Lucas Price has gone up, right? And, and there's a lot of stars to play. So I think I'd rather just go to some other stars. So uh, I might be fading Luca here, which is, is never a, a fun thing to do. But I think it might be the right thing to do here at this point. Um, I get it. Uh, he's amazing. But I'm not too interested in many masks. Feels like a team that I'm probably going to fade a ton unless we get, uh, you know, injury news that kind of opens stuff up. Uh, talking about the Warriors, Grant, um, a guy like Draymond Green, he had an injury that he dealt with throughout the game. He put an arm sleeve on. So uh, don't know. We, I think we have to monitor that. So that's going to be super important to watch tomorrow. Um, talk to me about the Warriors, though. Who do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Draymond Green will change it. Like, if he's out and Russell's still out, which he is, like – Yeah, for what it's worth, Grant, he, play, he played through it. So um, it, he seemed like he was fine. Yeah, but, but you they're, just they're never not know. They're not trying to win, and even if he does play, like, it may limit his minutes just because they just want to tank badly. Um, Like, I don't know. Outside, like, if Draymond Green doesn't play, then I think you can play any of these guys. Burks, Willie Colley-Stein, Pascal, Bowman, Robinson, all these guys, even Chris potentially at 3,700, like, it's kind of a wait and see approach. Like what, other, what value is on the slate here? And if Draymond plays like if Draymond's out, some of the other value that we think is going to open up, doesn't end up opening up or like there's going to be a high congregation of ownership on some of the other value plays that you pivot over to some of these golden state guys. But if green's in there, then like green's definitely in play. And a lot of these other guys are still in play. If green's out, then a lot of the, then Pascal, uh, Burks, Willie Colley-Stein, Robinson, Bowman, all good plays. Yeah, they'll all certainly be in play. Uh, I think Burks might be my favorite of the values here. Uh, one thing I'll say about Pascal is, like, he didn't have the greatest game yesterday, but he was dealing with some foul trouble. So, uh, you know, he could be a guy that maybe people don't want to go back to because they have a sour taste in their mouth. He was fine, right? It uh, wasn't the best. But uh, if you were watching the game, you were kind of getting tilted from the foul trouble. So, uh, you know, I think he's someone that, uh, you know, could have had a bigger game and uh, could seem having a, a big game in this spot uh, if a guy like Draymond's out for sure. So, uh I'm good with this game, though, Grant. Let's move on to the next one. We get a repeat of a game that we saw the other day. Uh, we get the Utah Jazz. We get the Minnesota Timberwolves. This thing is in Minnesota. We got Andrew Wiggins listed as questionable here, Grant. Uh, talk about the Timberwolves to me first. Uh, is Towns the right price there at 9.6K against this tough Utah team? Yeah, we just literally saw this match, but now it's in Minnesota, and he's 600 cheaper after going for 63. I don't understand this. Like well, this. it's it's just the it's the, the the DraftKings pricing algorithm. That's how it is, right? Whenever you're playing a team like Utah, I guess that's it, it was against Utah. In yeah, Utah. you're right. Yeah, never mind. I'm just that's what I'm normally used to thinking. Whenever I see Utah, I'm like, well, why'd the price go down? Well, it's because it was 
that's who they're playing with. They just played them. So you are right, Grant. Um, maybe it's because it's an 11 game slate and uh, they're pricing down for value. I don't know, but uh, DraftKings pricing has been a little bit wonky this season, but yeah, nine, six, listen, um, I don't love the matchup. It's not the greatest, but um Listen, it's Carl Anthony Towns and Yusha Chi seeing, and if there's no Andrew Wiggins, uh, I'd have to be I'd be interested to some degree. Yeah, if Wiggins is out, you just lock and load Towns. If Wiggins is in there, like we don't like we obviously know what he was doing before Teague came back, and in the game he did play with Teague back. I think Teague might have come off the bench, and he just didn't get a whole lot of run. I don't know if I'm going with Wiggins, but if Wiggins is in, like. Towns is still a good play, but if Wiggins is out, he's a fantastic play. If Wiggins is out, I think you can probably lay off of Teague at this price tag. Like, I'm not going to tell you he's completely out of play, but I don't want to pay 6-3, especially if Wiggins is in, and probably not even if Wiggins is out. Covington getting priced up to 5-7. I don't think you play him either. Like, if Wiggins is in, Cat's the only guy I want to play. If Wiggins is out, Cat's still probably the only guy I want to play, but I absolutely love Cat if Wiggins is out. Yeah, and looking at some of these small forwards are out here, man. Uh, Jake Lehman's going to be doubtful. Okogie's questionable. Napier questionable. So uh, look at the news. That's going to be important to kind of make some decisions based on the Timberwolves if you want to roster them. That's going to be very key. Um, but uh, listen, I think Towns is probably the best play right here. Uh, if Wiggins is in, I probably don't want to touch him. I know he's been amazing. Uh, fun thing uh, that I saw on Twitter, someone posted, if you look at Wiggins stats from year six, they're identical to Kobe Bryant's year six stats. So uh, pretty crazy what Andrew Wiggins is doing. I'm not saying he's going to continue what he's doing. Uh, he's been phenomenal, but I will probably pass he, on he will. He will not be Kobe. I think I can, I, I can pretty safely say that. Oh, I agree. But it's just, it's so <laughs> fascinating, right? Like, uh, it's just one of those things that I saw. There's a ton of different things. Uh, there's another, there's another thing I'll ask you, Grant, when we get to that game. Uh, there's a, t- there's a player who's the best defensive rated uh, player in the league. And I, I don't even know if you'll guess, guess it when I tell you the team. Um, but well, let's move on. Let's uh, talk about the uh, Utah Jazz here. Uh, what are you doing with them? Because uh, a guy like Rudy Gobert, uh, he's going to be on the court a lot, right? Because I need him against Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, we've seen he's been phenomenal this season. In this match, we struggled last time. But uh, I think he's a good guy to bounce back in GPPs at that price tag of 7.7K. Uh, Conley, he's a guy that you can buy at that price tag. But uh, I think there's better guard options, so I'll probably likely pass on him. Um, looking at the Jazz closer, I just don't think this is a team I really want to touch on in the limit games like. I really like Mitchell. I really like Mitchell here. Uh, 7.7K. We look at what he did last game. He only put up 30 points, but he shot five for 23 from the field. So he put up a bunch of shots. He just shot terribly. I mean, anytime you have a guy shooting 20% from the field after he's just been on a heater for a while, now it's the same matchup again, and it's over in Minnesota. I think he puts up just as many shots, and I think he absolutely crushes here. Like, I think he puts up a 55-point outing here. Mitchell is a fantastic play here. Outside of him, too many centers on the slate for me. Really want to play Gobert. Yes, he may be in the game a decent amount. Yes, he has some upside, but there's a lot of guys with upside around the same price tag. I'm not against him, but I'm definitely probably not going to have a lot of exposure to him. That was a weird sentence. Yeah, listen, I think you're, you're right about the Mitchell thing. I think he's like a great GBP play. Like, uh, I've been playing a lot more on uh, multi-entry, and I think Mitchell's going to be the one guy I take from this game, and I'm just going to uh, kind of, you know, get, get overweight in the field. Like, let's say he's supposed to be 10% tomorrow. I'll probably get 20%, right? Uh, that's kind of the way I would go. Uh, I think this, this is a spot where you could absolutely blow up. 
Uh, and, you know, it's a good spot, you know, in the, if you're using the lineup builder, if you run it back with some Carl Anthony Towns, uh, that, that combo could be pretty nice tomorrow. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the next game. We got Detroit. We got Chicago. And listen, uh, Detroit and Chicago, it's not a sexy game. Uh, and there's not a lot of guys out, right? We were playing Detroit all season long because all these guys were out. But uh, Drummond, 8.7K, the price is nice. But uh, with Blake out, uh, is this a guy you definitely want to go to? I think Drummond's in play. Like, it, it's just a price play. Um, yeah, he, play. He's, he's in the conversation, right, I think because of the price. But um, I don't know. When you grade him out against the other stars, it's tough, man. Like, if you see he's 8.7K, do you want him or do you want Westbrook at 8.6? Um, Jokic, who we're getting in the next game, it's Houston. He's 8.4 at the same position. Uh, that's a good question, Grant. Drummond or Jokic straight up? Drummond. Okay, see, I might leave him. That's the only thing. Jokic has been so bad this year, man. Uh, but Yeah, that's, that's the right. problem. Like, uh, yeah, gosh. I still need to go watch them play. Maybe I'll go to the game tomorrow. No, wait, I won't. I'm really busy. Darn it. Uh, dude, if you can find time, that's a good game to go to. Houston and Denver. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's uh, – it's, it's a 9 o'clock game, so 7 o'clock your time. Maybe uh, maybe you'll get the work done in time where you can do that. But uh, I really hope so, but if not. And great thing, I live close enough to the stadium where I can scooter over there. Uh, dude, I've never hit one of those scooters up. When we were in Nashville, I never got to use the scooter. So. Oh, they're my favorite thing in the world. I scooter all over the place. Don't care how ridiculous I look. It's just so easy. I don't have to worry about parking. I have a trail right next to my house that goes all the way down to downtown. It's it's beautiful. I, I, I love scooters. Seeing a lot of crashes on them. I've been with a lot of guys. Everyone always gets so cocky on them, and then all of a sudden they hit a bump on the curb and just face plant. And I just kind of have to sit there. I'm like, you all right? Yeah. Well, I told you. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I, I'm in on this scooter action, man. Uh, well, when we go to Nashville, I'm definitely going to get on a scooter. That is going down. Um, but listen, let's get back to the game. Uh, I got sidetracked. Uh, sidetracked. My bad. Uh, so Drummond, right? 8-7. He's the guy you're interested in? Uh, yeah, I have a bit of interest in him. Like, I'd, I'd much rather play Cat. I think, like, Gobert is probably close to as good of a play. But I think Drummond's. Drummond's one of the top centers on the slate here. I know once with Griffin coming back, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to have a giant downtick. But Griffin's still not playing a huge amount of minutes here. Like, they're kind of spacing him out with the rotations. Um, he got up to 30 minutes last game, which is a bit concerning. But still, I think that Drummond is very much in play. Yeah, listen, and this is a 218 and a half uh, total. Um, I don't know. I'm not loving too much in this game. Like, there's not much on the Piston side of the ball I want. Some of these guys have been priced up based on the Blake Griffin situation. Um, Blake's price is cheap. Um, you know, 7-1 is cheap for him, and he hasn't been bad in the first two games, right? Uh, the minutes are 24 minutes and 30 minutes, and he had about 35 points in both games. Let's say that that they say there's no minutes restriction on Blake, and he's going to play 35 minutes, and this is against the Bulls. Are you intrigued? If they said there's going to be no mint, uh, uh, but you you know where I'm going for, then I think he is in play like 7-1. That's a good enough price tag where if he gets into the 35-minute range, he could potentially crush here. So, yeah, but, I mean, as of right now, this isn't just – this isn't a terribly interesting game, but, like, there is some interesting price tags over on the Chicago side. All right, talk to me about those interesting price sets. Because listen, man, like uh, I don't love playing uh, Bulls roulette. It's not a good time. Uh, so much where they had a guy, and again, he's cheap. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He played 20 minutes. His name is Daniel Gafford, one of their draft picks. 
Uh, he had 32.75 fantasy points in those 20 minutes that he played. He shot ridiculous, 10 for 12. Uh, is he a value that you could be interested in, or are there other values you're talking about? I think he just got in there because of foul trouble for Carter. No, no, listen, he didn't. Uh, I, I know this guy. Was, I was paying attention to the news uh, before lock, and they said, like, Gafford was going to get first half run. They talked about that. So um, they, they talked about him getting run. So it wasn't one of those things that Carter went in there, and now he's, like, earned playing time or something like that. Like, the plan was to give him minutes that game. Uh, it wasn't a lot of minutes, but he crushed in those minutes. So uh, I think it's one of those things tomorrow to check what the coaches are saying because he played so well they might even give him more, and it's, it's something to talk about. There's one – yeah, I do not like trying to figure out rotations for the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, he's three eight. That's the problem. It's like uh, if he's going to play, like say he plays twenty five minutes, uh, he's a value to consider. Like strictly GPP shots, you can you can go with him. You can go with Markinen. You can go with Carter. You can go with Levine. All GPP shots. All have massive upside. All can absolutely crush their price tags. I mean, Levine six eight. We can see a fifty point game from him. Markinen five point four. Okay, we could absolutely see a fifty point game from him at any given time less likely than with Levine. Carter, we can see a massive outing. Gafford, if he is going to play a bunch, can see a massive outing. Kobe White, not playing the minutes he was a few weeks ago, but if he gets 35 minutes, he can put up a 40-point outing. But you can't trust a single one of these guys. So GPP darts, all of them. Yeah, bottom line, I think this game is more of a tournament game. Uh, I don't think I'm playing anyone for my cash games in this one. Not the safest plays. Let's move on to the next one. The game that you might go to, uh, the Houston Rockets, uh, the Denver Nuggets. And this game, if you look at the total here, I had it up and it was lower than you'd expect, uh, 225 uh, total here. So uh, it's not a bad total. I thought maybe it'd be like 228 or 230. But, um, yeah, this is a game that you got to consider, right? A lot of different options to go to. Uh, Capella's back. Westbrook's back. Harden's back. But the one thing I noticed, the big, the big thing about this game is Jokic, he's 8.4K. Westbrook, he's 8.6K. Those are the most intriguing price tags. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, Harden's probably the more interesting. People are probably going to chase the Westbrook game from the last one. But, I mean, I guess, like, he still didn't even shoot that great. He just stuffed all the peripheral stats here. Um, the price is so good, though, man. Like, I, I'm probably going to end up looking at him. Uh, it's really tough. Like, he's someone to consider my cash games. And, and it's awful because, like, I've had him in that really bad stretch. Like, that stretch is when I was rostering him. And then I missed out on him against Portland. But Yeah, same. 8-6 is so intriguing. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's something I'm definitely going to consider. I, I don't think you can – I think he's in your player pool for cash games. And in tournaments, the upside's insane. Yeah, like – in tournaments, Harden, Westbrook, Capella, like, all have massive upside. I mean, Harden is Harden. Westbrook is Westbrook. Capella has been crushing recently. Like, I think any of them are – I don't know, this is a crazy thing. I can't believe Capella's had four straight 20-rebound games. Is that right? That isn't um, – That He's been crushing lately, so it Yeah, I know he's been crushing, but he's had exactly 20 rebounds. Oh wow! Yeah, I see that. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Uh, that is actually crazy. All those <laughs> games. But um, so the, the matchups they were against Chicago, who feast against them. Pelicans, you can feast against them. Clippers, uh, there's someone was probably out. So it was out in Portland, you can feast against them. So it doesn't surprise me. Do you think he can feast here against the Nuggets? I don't think it's that easy for him in this spot. It's not that easy for him in the spot, but still seven nine. They offer some upside there, but there are a lot of other centers on the slate where I don't know if I'll end up going there. Yeah, Westbrook definitely offers some upside, but. Like, Capella takes a decent downtick to Westbrook for rebounds. Like, I don't – I need to go and 
rewatch that game or relook through everything and figure out why exactly it went off. But I guess the price tag, no matter what, is definitely offering some upside. But outside of those three guys, I'm not going with anyone else in a tough matchup versus Denver. Yeah, I'm with you. Like this game, it's it seems like more of like a fun game to watch on TV. Uh, not as much the roster in DFS. Uh, I, I get it. If you can find House and Tucker and Macklemore at the right prices, I think they're interesting. Uh, Tucker's probably better on on DraftKings than I think a site like a FanDuel. Um, Harden's not as good on DraftKings. I think he's probably better on FanDuel because you have to roster two shooting guards over there. Um, and I think if you're if you're rating Harden versus Giannis, you're going Giannis, right? Harden. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably. Eh, honestly, I don't think it's that cut dry. Yeah, eh, probably. Yeah, uh, nah, it's it's Giannis. Yeah, I, I think it's Giannis. I mean, just the situation is in his way better. Uh, here's my trivia question for you, Grant. I don't think you're going to get it. I think it's a really tough question. Uh, the number one defensive rated player in the league right now is playing in this game. Um, they have to play over 25 minutes a game or more to basically qualify. I think it is, or maybe it's like 28 minutes. Uh, who is that guy? Who do you think is the number one defensive rated player? Can you tell me which team it's on? I'm guessing Denver. It's on Denver. It's on Denver. Gary Harris. It is not. It is Mr. Will Barton, which doesn't make a lot of sense. I was looking at some of his numbers, like in the past of defensive rating. It's like, it's like up like, uh, you know, 10 points. It's like insane. Uh, it's cause it's a contract here, man. Probably playing for that money. So uh, I thought that was really, really interesting. He also is a guy um, that fits this game script really, really well. Right. Um, I get the price is a little expensive on DraftKings at 6.3K, but we've seen him have some massive 40-point games. We know the type of player he is, and we know that this up-and-down game environment is absolutely amazing for a guy like Will Barton. Um, I'm kind of intrigued. I think he's a really, really good tournament play, and people might think, oh, Will Barton last year, he was so bad. Well, he was struggling with an injury last year. Uh, it was talked about in the offseason, and he's really been really good this year. So uh, I've said really a bunch of times, but uh, I like Will Barton a lot. I think he's an amazing tournament option. Yeah, the two guys I'm looking at are Barton and Murray. I don't think I'm going with Joker. I don't think I'm going with Millsap. It's Barton and it's Murray, and those are the two guys I want. This is a perfect game script for them. They can both crush here. I'm a little bit worried about Murray's ownership after his 60-point outing or 67-point outing versus Memphis, which I, I kind of set some dummy lineups, and I think that was Sunday, so I didn't even bother looking at him afterwards. And I look, I'm like, oh, I was a buddy's day, not on football. Neato. Oh, Jamal Murray, thank you. Um, but in any case, Murray and Barton, uh, those are the two guys that I think this game script is really great for and two guys that I have most interest in. With you on that one. Uh, let's move on to the last game. Uh, this will be a fun one to watch, man. Uh, my Boston Celtics take on the Clippers. Uh, should be a fun game. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, though, he is questionable, so stay tuned for that. Um, obviously, if Kawhi... Do you just, like, pick the best teams to be fans of? Like, Boston, Green Bay? No. What's your, what's your baseball team? My baseball team, the, they're the Mets. So, uh, I listen, okay. I, I live in the area, and I could have picked the Yankees. So, uh, uh, no, the reason why is I like Paul Pierce as a kid. I like Brett Favre as a kid. So, those are the reasons why I picked those two teams. And uh, I've just been lucky. And the uh, Giants and Jets were trash. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't gravitate to those many uh, hometown teams. Uh, the Mets is what I ended up sticking with. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, it's been nice being a Celtics fan. Uh, but when I was younger, they weren't good, man. It was the Tony Batie, Antoine Walker, and uh, Paul Pierce days, which they were not. Listen, you can't call me a bandwagon fan, right? Those were some of the uglier times for Celtics. Yeah. I mean, it's not really bandwagon. It's just kind of, well, I guess it is bandwagon. But in any case, like, I don't have a huge amount of interest in this game. Um 
Well, if Kawhi's out, you're gonna have to, man. Like, uh, I'm yeah. not saying backload your lineups on purpose, but uh, there's definitely some really good spots uh, here. Obviously, a guy like Harrell, uh, I know the price is up a little bit, but we saw his upside the other day. Um, Paul George, 7.8K, that's really cheap for him, and his minutes limit, uh, it's kind of gotten not that it's gotten lifted, but it was 28 to 30 minutes the other day, and let's say it gets lifted up to 32 to 34, like. Uh, man, it's, it's probably not going to get – I have to – like, they're putting Kawhi on a 30 to 34 minutes restriction. I don't know if they have to do the same thing with Paul George yet, but it's still, like, early on. and Like, he can't sustain the two points per minute he had in the first two games, but he still can put up a boatload of points um, at any given time. Like, yeah, if Kawhi's out, and you can backload your lineup with the Houston guys and kind of figure it out that way, um, Houston and Denver guys. But, yeah, like, on the Boston side, the Clippers are good defensively. Like, everyone's priced about where they should be. Like, to be honest here, I think Jalen Brown's probably my top option, him or Tatum, but neither one of them are really great options here. Like, with all these guys in here, I know Smart might be out, but still, like, all of them are priced about where they should. Smart will not be out, by the way. He got carried off the court, but uh, I actually saw that today. Smart will be playing. Um, I was shocked. He's probable though, even though he got carried off, he's going to play this game. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really odd. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I'm going to go with any Boston players, but yeah, the Clippers, if Kawhi's out, Paul George, Harold, Lou Will's price tag of 6,500. What are they doing? Why is he so cheap? Especially with Kawhi questionable. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't know, but, uh, listen, I, those Clippers are going to be interesting if Kawhi ends up being out. So that's something that definitely have to check out. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the Clippers as long as uh, a guy like Kawhi is sitting. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to discuss here? Uh, there's not a lot, again, in this game. I don't think this is a game that's going to have a lot of ownership. Uh, don't think it's a game that too many people are going to be going with. Yeah. yeah let's just get to the morning grind game and get out of here. All right, so this is my first morning grind game. So uh, if it takes me a little bit of time to get my plays done, uh, bear with me. I'm going to try to do my best here. Um, Grant, you kick it off first, and I'll uh, you know try and figure it out as we go. Uh, do you want, just want me to play the host for this game? All right, Mango, your favorite 7X play under 5K. We got a lot of cheap guys here, a lot of different games. Who are you looking at? Yeah, um, Listen, under 5K, that's tough. Um, can I cheat? There's one guy I really like that's 5'3". Can I cheat the first time? No, around? you can't. No, no. Oh, dang it. You can absolutely not cheat. Gosh. All right, fine. I wanted Allen, but uh, I think Jared Allen's going to be awesome tomorrow. Um, let's see. Under 5K guy for what is it again? 5X? For 6X. Or for 7X, I mean. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I will go with... Um, Let's go with that man Gafford, man. Hopefully he can get there in the minutes he plays. All right, I'm going with Zizek. Next up, favorite play, favorite stud to bust. Any guy over 8K that will not 5X? Uh, a guy over 8K that will not 5X. That is a very good question. Let me go with uh, – hmm, I'm going to go. This is a tough one to say, but uh, give, me, uh, give, me, uh, give me Joel Embiid, 10K. Darn, you stole my guy. I am going to go with – I'm, I'm going with Kemba. Um, favorite. I, six- I was I was gonna say Luca, but I like didn't want to do that to my guy. I was like I can't do that to him. But uh, yeah. continue. Favorite six X play on the entire slate. Oh, favorite six X play on the entire slate, man. Um, hmm. 
Let me go. I'll go with uh, Scary Terry, man. Uh, 6K, I think he can easily get that. Oh, the guy I had to talk you to talk you on to. Yeah, the dude, he, he takes time to talk me on to. I will admit, right? We have our biases towards certain players. Like, he is one, and it takes me some time. But uh, listen, man, uh, I, I think it's a really good spot for him. All right, I'm going to go with Trey Young. I think he gets 60 easily. Um, next up, your favorite balls-out play, tournament play. Like, off the radar, not going to be high-owned guy on the slate yeah dude that's uh it's will barton season man uh i, I love it oh my god darn it yeah it's not even has... that far off the board it's not no that, that's off the board isn't it no way six three? it's not that far off the board i, I try and go real well, what's your definition of what's uh, okay so i'll say will barton but i'll give you an, i'll give you that gafford guy man i already gave him once but uh i don't know dude people are not playing will barton i promise you people will not play will barton well that's great for me i'm gonna go with honestly marking his price tag like he has massive upside there I think that he's the guy. Last up, favorite spread or total bet on the board? Or I think it's just total to go over or under. Oh, man. Uh, dang, I, I didn't do my uh, enough over-under research. I have some stuff I wanted to do on that. Um, this, is, this is the night before. This first look podcast, you're fine. No, I know, but I was doing it for myself. I have like this uh, I have this spreadsheet of stuff that I wanted to look at. But uh, all right, favorite over-under. Um, you got one, Grant? Uh, I'm going to go with... Surprisingly enough, the over on the Milwaukee game. All right, dang, over on the Milwaukee game. Okay, I will go with the um, – let me go with Rockets-Nuggets. Um, give me the under at 225, man. I'm going to say that game's a little bit of a slower-paced game. I like it, man. Right. Well, you get us out of here, Trav. You're the host. Yeah, man. Let's get on out of here. I will be back tomorrow. Uh, let me see. I got the schedule right here, so I can check real quick who we're back with. Uh, it will. Is go- Talking football. Oh, we'll talk in football. So we'll be back talking football with Will. It'll be a really, really good time. Uh, nice little Thursday slate uh, to talk about, too. Well, we won't talk about the two-game slate. We'll just talk mainly about the football stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, we got to get on out of here, though. Thanks a lot for joining me on the Morning Grind podcast. For me, Travis Mangone, for Grant Niefer, we're out of here. Hey, kids.